Hi. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh my goodness. Can it's, you believe it? It's been 66 years. It's been so long. It is our first official episode of season two. I mean, it's been so long, it might as well just be our first official episode. Uh, yeah, but it's not because we recorded all of those other episodes. All right. So okay. we're going to just me. pick back up where we left off. We're kind of like Stranger Things. They're like, we're not going to release a new season every year. We're going to work on our own schedule yeah. and you guys are going to work with us. Okay. Or like Game of Thrones where it takes 22 years to get to the next season. Exactly. Meaning, or sidebar, should I restart Game of Thrones? Um, I don't care about that show mm. only because I watched it to uh, humor my ex because he watched all of my stupid housewife show with me. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll watch Game of yeah. Thrones with you. But the episodes are so long. If you're forced so into long, it, you're not going to love it. But I want it because he like, was forced into watching Housewives. So I was like, I'll be a good sport. But yeah. then... Um, I guess I wasn't watching it fast enough for him. And yeah. then he was like, I already like skipped ahead and started watching this other thing. I was like, all right, then I'm abandoning this entire fucking <laughs> I, journey. I don't care what happens to these people. And then he like later on was like, actually, I would like I would like it if we watched it together again. I was like, no, that ship has sailed. And I'm never going to watch <laughs> Game <laughs> well, of Thrones ever again. Well, I'll be a girl's girl, a real girl's girl, and uh, admit that I have watched it upwards of four times season one to season end. I had to like draw a literal family tree because I'm like, who the fuck yeah. are all these people? <laughs> <laughs> Their names are nuts. I need to come yes. up with all these things. And then yeah. also I could remember like, I thought that opening sequence was like super fucking cool. Like, dun, dun, yeah, dun. and yeah. it was like showing all like the world building stuff. And then there's a tree that has a face on it. Yeah, so that tree is very important. Okay, I could not stop talking about this. She was like, I can't wait about, I can't wait to see that fucking tree talk. And I he's know. like, my brother my ex was like shut up shut the fuck up stop talking about that tree shut up. Uh, okay well that is all of the time we have for <laughs> game of thrones yes uh, all right yeah. next topic <laughs> which is super topical yeah game that show thrones. that ended, ended like eight years, two ago. years ago yeah well there you have that new spinoff so that's cool yes 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 um but yeah so we are recording our uh first official new episode for our new season it's 2024 Believe we have not, not recorded an episode since 2020 or released an episode since 2020 yeah maggie and i recorded some episodes in 2022 we're like we're getting the band back together yes uh and then life happens and then we were like we're not debilitating stress and anxiety happened and we were like you know what let's put those in a locker somewhere and lock it up yeah but in our defense you and i have been going through a million life changes over the last yes. years we've been very very busy and we're gonna definitely get into that uh but we so we're gonna release this episode first and then we're going to release our two episodes that we recorded with two different guests back in 2022 special, special very special guests and then um after that we'll start just releasing all the ones that we've been uh recording the last few months yes and it'll be so cool and so fun. Yeah, we got and a lot you guys of really good people. It. We're very excited with what we've got in the roster. Yes. And uh, these are some fun episodes that we've been recording. We have a new producer. Got a producer new producer, Taco. Taco. We'll talk about we'll taco about him later as oh well. Oh my god, don't. Um already getting in the bits. Already getting in the bits. I get in the bits. Um but 
was something else I was gonna say. I don't remember. I'm sure it was gonna come really back important. around town. Um, but yeah, so we'll be re- uh, releasing all of those coming up. But for today's episode, uh, Maggie and I are just gonna catch up. Just a little catch up. We're gonna talk just about what we've done the last four years. All over that deadly virus yeah. and move into just. Things that actually happened to us from then and after till now. Yeah, we're going to skip over the pandemic like they did on uh, And Just Like That. Did you ever watch that show? The spinoff of Sex and the City? No, I didn't. It came out while the pandemic was still active, yeah. but on the show they're like, it's over. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> oh, what hopeful hopeful thinkers. I know. But I kind of appreciate that more than watching a show that had like a bunch of masks and stuff. It's like I, I've watched TV to escape yeah i don't need this. the pandemic i don't need this but yeah oh so God. we're just gonna uh go over some stuff that we've been doing the last four years and then we'll end the episode as we always do with anish quiche yeah um, but first uh maggie what have you been up to since oh, 2020 my God. so much and it's funny because i made this short list and um of like little talking points and I know as soon as I get home, I'm going to remember 45 things that probably were much more important and much more interesting. But you know what? I'm going to give hey, a... We're working our best. Yeah. I'm going to give a new year or a new very high level of what I've been doing. Okay. okay. Um, first and foremost, I will say I worked at a, a for a healthcare system for about 11 years. It was... Damn my first like big time job and it i like i worked my ass off at that hospital and to move myself up into positions that i never thought i would ever be in and it was just like this place that was like all my hard work and uh obviously my actual work and it i never thought i actually never thought i would leave there i thought i would retire from there really yeah but a lot of management changes during the unspeakable pandemic and it put a lot of people under like umbrellas that they wouldn't normally be in. Um, for example, my boss that I, uh, got hired into my last position at the hospital loved her. She was like the vice president of surgery. She was brilliant. She had no time for any bullshit, like, which I can totally respect. And, I like this one. Yeah. <laughs> but she also like truly, truly like cared about me too. Yeah. So like, even though she would put 15 minutes on a calendar and I only had 13 minutes to speak, like that last two minutes was like, how are you? Do you need anything? And she truly meant it. And I, I just adored her. She was really great. And then, um, like I said, during the pandemic, roles were shifting and changing and I was put under this woman, you guys... It's true. There are bad people in the world, and she was one of them. She was the worst. And actually, I hope she listens to this and finds that out from me today. She is listening. Yeah, she probably is. She's our number one fan. She's our number one listener. She's our number one fan. But, like, no, truly, I am, like, when it comes to work, I'm not, like, uh, a funny girl or anything. Like, I go there, I work, and I leave. You know? And, like, Mm -hmm. that's that's it. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) Well, I worked there forever, and... So one day, uh, me and my new boss had been like butting heads and which really made me upset because I don't like to do that, you know, but she was a micromanager to a point that was like unnecessary. And, um, she literally at one point came into my office and this was the, this was the 
the final straw for me. She came into my office, which was about the size of an average bathroom. Not, not kidding. And stood over me with the door closed behind her and was like threatening me. She was, what was she threatening you? She was threatening me and telling me like, I am pretty much like just, uh, uh, like out of line. She was t telling me I'm out of line and that I can't talk to her the way I've been talking to her, which, by the way, if you know me, yes, I can be an absolute total Same, me too. biatch. But I was like really holding it together for this lady, and she better be happy that that's the tune right. she was getting. You're like, I'm actually handling you with kid gloves. <laughs> yes, so please, chill. Fast forward, whatever, blah, blah. I ended up leaving there, and it was... It was a huge monumental change for me because I had been working there since I was 23 or something, yeah, you know? So that was like almost my whole adult. You were a baby. Yeah. And this new place. Yes. Much better, right? Oh, my God. And not a crazy no, person no, that no, you have no, to report no. to. And it was uh, way more than I made at my current job. It was... That's the best way to get oh. a pay raise and just yes. so everyone's aware um staying at the same place uh you're not gonna get the pay raises as moving to another oh company. my god no. and like every two to three ish four ish five ish if i would have stayed at the company. hospital if i would have stayed at the hospital it would have probably taken me until i was 66 to make the difference good. from then to well, now. not good but i'm glad that you're yeah. not there anymore and that you're just because of the like the pay raises at a hospital are like three pennies you right. know so it was incredible the offer i got at this job it was work from home it was it was just everything i was looking for and it finally like kicked me into gear like you have been stuck at this hospital because like you you think you have to work here uh -huh. and now i've been at this position for almost two years my yeah. new position which is insane to think um and i love it Every day. So that was huge. I also, uh, during that time, started school, in the like, right at the beginning of the pandemic. That's right. Yeah, because I, I worked at that hospital, and I worked during some, like, very scary times. I was uh, awarded the Frontline Workers Grant, and so I went back to school. And I just graduated from school. Yay! Dude, yeah. I am so incredibly proud of yeah. you. I was, when you went back to school, I think you were one of the only people I knew that took advantage of that uh, deal. And then um, just like you already do a lot of things like with your work and then doing like theater stuff. But I was like, I how are you going to do all this? And I boy, oh still boy, don't know. You did it. I did. I'm really proud of you. I did. And honestly, like, I am I, very proud well. of myself. Yeah, I was always on the dean's list. I got almost, majority all A's because that's what you need to get on the dean's list. But, like, I did really well. And it was so awesome because uh, just flashback, I went to school when I was younger. It was during the recession. Had to drop out. It was devastating to me. So, like, working all this time, I had to work extra hard because I didn't have a degree to back me up up and all that stuff and this time like i now i have like a degree to back me up and it's just like really nice and i worked so fucking hard you for worked it. so hard so you should hard. be incredibly proud of yourself i am very proud of you are yes. you feeling like because i remember we've talked about it before on the show 
where you like felt a certain type of way about not finishing school. So like, do you feel like this is like a little bit of you, like you fill in that gap in? Absolutely. This is like that a is little present a... to my younger self yeah. that like felt so unfulfilled by this thing that was out of my control completely. That's amazing. Yeah. Like uh, it was just uh, awesome. And even though like I didn't like continue on to go, which I still can, I, I, I whatever the world is my oyst, but like, yeah, I can still go back. But like, I, I that was just like such a nice thing to be like, I did this finally and you did it for yourself and I did it for myself and I worked really hard and for only for myself. And it was, it was awesome. It was really great. You should continue to only do things for yourself. It's the best. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And other things, uh, really is another thing I did for myself was I moved, um, my cousin and I, along with a, a long, long list of other cousins and friends, I have lived with people my whole life. Like, obviously, my family growing up. Then in college, I had roommates, like tons of roommates. And then when I moved home from college, I moved back in with family for a while. And then I finally got this house in Ferndale when I started doing improv. And, I mean, there was a slew of improvisers, cousins, and friends who lived with me there. And then um, I moved a couple times with just my cousin Beth. We had been living together um from gardendale on for about four to six years on and off and uh, she's like my sister and my she's my cousin but she's like my sister i could if i needed to live with someone my whole life it would be beth like we could want to kill each other and four seconds later be like what are we getting for dinner you know mm. like she's the best but her and i also we're at stages where we were like, we're finally like really financially stable. We're, uh, you know, she's approaching this age. I'm approaching that age. Like we really wanted to do this whole like living on our own thing. And we both like broke off at the end of one of our leases and got apartments. And now I have this tiny little apartment with it's like just a little one bedroom apartment and it's me and Chuck and we fucking love it like it's so nice to just like have your own space and like it be literally just yours like full of uh, no matter what i want in there it's mine it's you a know? really good feeling yeah and so other than this i had only lived by myself for four months four months before and was that back in like 2019 yeah wow. yeah because i was gonna so... move. i was going to I, this the... is probably one of the things i should have talked about the biggest change was i was moving to la that's right before the pandemic yeah and that's what i lived by myself at that gardendale house for about four months and then i sold everything i owned and moved into my cousin's basement <laughs> because i was trying to save for the last like four months because i was moving to la and um the only thing that was holding me back which will be my next talking point was i was writing a show with my best friend tom and um i wanted to put this show up and then that was gonna be my like grand finale yeah. here in detroit and i was leaving but uh then the pandemic happened that changed everyone's entire existence. Luckily I didn't move to LA before because I would have just that ran out of money. Fucking sucks. Yeah. I would have ran out of money. I would have wasted all my time and whatever. And I would have been in LA away from everybody during a pandemic pandemic. It would have been awful. But yeah. So uh, other than that, like four months, I never lived alone. So now I live alone and I, I love it. Love I like, it. Love it. I love living alone as well. Uh, when I moved into this house, that was the first time I ever lived alone. And yeah. It's like a crazy feeling. It's so nuts. Like the first couple of days I was like, 
where's Beth? Like, I always have, like, something to say to Beth. You I'm know? sure I've already talked to you about yeah. this, and this might be TMI, but one of my absolute favorite things about living alone was when I'm just, like, putting my laundry in the washing machine, and then I can also just, like, take the clothes off that I'm wearing and just, like, be Put naked, and, like, no one's here. I, can do I would love I that, but my laundry room is outside and a couple doors down, and you my neighbors do would that. be upset. You cannot do that. I'm only saying yeah. it because mine's inside the house. Yes, so stick with that. Um, but, yeah, so pretty much the pandemic changed everything about my living situation and everything, and I ended up staying, um, and... Mine and Tom's show that we were wrote, wrote uh, had to be shelved for a long time because of the pandemic. I remember first, like, Darren told us, oh, it's going to be, we're going to push it back two weeks. And we're like, oh, okay, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. So we told the poster guy, it'll be two weeks, and he put the new date on there. Well, then two weeks later, we were like, okay, this is not changing yeah, for a long time. We're going to be so, in here for a couple of years. Yeah, so we told the poster guy, we'll call you when this is over. <laughs> and uh, I, he completely forgot who we were when we called him when it was over, by the way. Um, but but that show Tom and I worked on, we worked so hard on this show and it was like a beautiful like 50-50 mixture of like the dumbest things Tom and I have ever thought of and we just loved it so much. And so when the uh, pandemic ended, we got to put that show up that we had worked on two years prior. Um, but yeah, so me and Tom got to put our show up and it was, it was such a good show. It was so good. It was so fun. And it was like our first moment back on a stage and like, uh, doing that with Tom and like all of our families and friends got to see it. And like these packed houses that were just so excited to see theater again. And it was, it was a blast. Yes. I absolutely loved it. And so I got to work with like my absolute best friend on that and then turned around and wrote and directed and performed in a show with my other two best friends, Katie and Nuver. And we did Patty and Patty in the USA. Another and great show. Another great show. And I just I had a really good time writing shows these last couple of years post pandemic with my my closest and loveliest friends and um just learned so much and had so 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 much fun um other than that the only things that i've truly truly been doing is traveling yes yes a lot with you yes, yes. um anywhere from literally up north to my cottage which a lot of uh you have been to now <laughs> and maybe in matching t-shirts um and to like I've gone, my cousins, me and my girl cousins have really like stepped up our travel game and we've gone to Tennessee, LA, Chicago, New York. Like we've been all over the God darn place. And are you the same boat as me where it's like you were so cooped up in your house and you're like, wow, I took so many things for granted. Never again. Never again. Doing all the things. It was like so random and like everything was just like taken away and like everyone everything was horrible that I I like literally was like if when if and when this is over all I want to do is see this world more mm -hmm. than I already have and ex and go everywhere and have so much fun and honestly that's all I spend my time and money on now is traveling and having fun with my friends and cousins. Is the best way to spend your money. Yeah, I don't care about anything really truly. Um, and this it. is also on my list. So let's talk about our trips that we went yes. on. So back in mm -hmm. 2022, 
We went to Greece and Italy. Yes. Which is an absolute fucking Two blast. places I've always wanted to go. Florence has always been on my list because I'm sure some of you know this. I'm a big rom-com kind of lady. And I loved, loved, loved the movie While You Were Sleeping When I Was a Kid with Sandra Bullock. And it's all about her wanting to get to Florence. And I, so I always had like this little like back pocket thought of like, I want to go to Florence so bad. And when we went there, I even bought like the little snow globe like she does and like all this stuff. <laughs> and I truly, truly just like fucking loved Florence. It Florence was is great. So fun. I still daydream about that pasta and oh, that food the was pasta. So good. But how about Greece? Yeah, like, I was going to say I'm piggybacking on your uh, movie uh, romanticizing of Florence. Like I always want to go to Greece because of Mamma Mia. Yeah. Uh, and Mamma Mia, here we go again. And so you um, guys, we killed Grace. Like, we had we so it. much fun in Grace. I ordered the worst food. <laughs> oh, both of us did. We, Tom we did a horrible still job makes fun of us. Food. For it's never going to go away. I ordered fish with like teeny tiny little faces. Um, I more ordered than something once. that can only be described as old, dried out chicken with gravy on it and flies. It <laughs> looked Awful, awful. But we had this amazing villa that was right on this cove. It was absolutely gorgeous. Heart shaped pool. Heart shaped pool. It's still my happy place. Yeah, I, I literally printed out a picture of it and framed it and when put I'm it on a my crappy wall. day at work. I'm just like, I'm back at the villa in Naxos right now. Oh my God. If you ever have a chance to go to a place, go to Greece. Yeah, go to Naxos. Take a little, take a little big boat to <laughs> Naxos and just enjoy the most beautiful. Place I would love to go back. I love that place. Yes, Greece is incredible. Greece is great. Italy was great, and then this last year we went to, excuse me, Spain. Yes, we went to uh, Valencia and Menorca and Madrid. Yeah, that was also absolutely which is insane because I the first place I ever went uh, ever was Spain, and it was it blew my mind, and I was always so adamant that i wanted to go back there and i like live there and then when we said we were going to spain again i was like do i want to go to spain right now it, because even though i always said that like i i wanted all of us to go to a place we haven't been but god dang it was it was incredible again spain is the best yeah spain's great yeah uh, that the last year or the year before in 2022 that was my first time ever going to europe I know, so you're it was a just little like baby traveler well, not really. No, I went to Australia. Been places, I've yeah. been on somewhere, but I, it's been a minute since I internationally like traveled, and I just forgot about that amazing feeling where you're like, I am in a completely different place. Yeah, that's nothing like home, but we're on the exact same planet. Like, yeah, such a cool feeling. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm I look forward to many more because. It's, yes. a, it's a fun little group of people, and it's like, there's always something going on, Yeah, and it's always a laugh. Oh, my God. It, uh, even when we all want to kill each other, Absolutely. I'm like, there isn't any more, any other people I'd rather kill more on this trip, and or have on this trip with me. <laughs> like, you know, it is like, quite the bonding experience yeah. to like, go through a process of, like, we were actively, like, pissy with each other, but I still love you, and we're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you spend 17 days with eight people that you know and love and you don't have some little tiffs, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I always joke with Tom that there was a, we had two tiffs on the trip and he's like, I don't remember them. I'm like, that's probably for the best. But I always joke about our two tiffs like in Spain. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure tiffs. there are more, but tiff, I'm tiff, only tiffs. giving them two. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Oof. that was so much fun. Yes. I'm trying to think if there's like any like anything specific on those trips that happened. Everything. Everything. Oh, well, I mean, like one of the biggest ones was that one day that you, myself, RJ, and Kara were driving <gasps> oh, and we this were is just a, this belting is a, ABBA songs. Yes. We were like, we want to feel like we're really in Mamma Mia because we were in Greece While driving, driving up through, a mountain. <laughs> like all these villages and stuff. And um, That's I sing, a core memory I sing for me. all the time at home, but I wasn't because we were like on a trip and it's like I'm not an annoying person. I was just going to be like, I'm going to like sing all the time. But I was like, we're all singing in this car and it just was yes. like such a cathartic like amazing experience I yeah loved it. and like when can you be like i sang with three of my closest <laughs> friends while traveling up a mountaintop to abba and like just the time of our lives it was so fun yeah the energy of that car was crazy we were all yeah. just like completely like no shame all just like pure bliss oh such bliss <sighs> but yeah i i feel like those are like good standout moments for me and i'm sure those are all riddled with horrible anxiety and <laughs> everything that came along with the last several years but ultimately i uh can say i'm very um uh, very happy and um i've had a good time yeah yeah good a lot of growth um, good. Same yeah. here. Uh, I've gone through a lot of changes since our last episodes. One of our biggest ones, as Maggie mentioned before, we've got a new producer. His name is Taco. He is my sweet little puppy boy. And um, I adopted him in October of 2020. Um, I saw him. I was following his um, foster mom on Instagram, fell in love with him, filled out an application. But then I was like, "Ugh, I'm not ready to have a dog. So I didn't submit it. And then the next day I thought about him all day long. And I was like, I, I've never done this before where I'm just like going crazy about an animal. So I was like, all right, I'm going to submit that. And then the listing went away. So I thought he already got adopted. And then I talked to your cousin who volunteered for the exact same program that he was being uh, adopted through. And she put in a, a letter of, of recommendation for me. 30 minutes later, got a call. They're like, you would be perfect for him. Can you pick him up tomorrow? It was crazy. And um, in the beginning, he was incredibly timid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I took him out in the backyard to go to the bathroom. And then he did not want to come back inside the house. He was horrified. Um, for two and a half hours, I struggled to get him back in. Maggie came to my rescue with her cousin Beth. Immediately, the energy shifted. Taco chilled out. I initially think he like had an issue with guys. We're we're past that now. Um, you two are like kindred spirits. We are so bonded. It's absolutely insane. Uh, and also, I think like him and I like got like a pretty deep understanding with each other now. It's like oh yeah, one of the most like. Uh, satisfying relationships I've ever had my entire life. Yes. I love my dog so much. I never knew, like, and you were telling me like, it's going to be crazy. Like you're cause like in the beginning, He's like fucking my house up and all this shit. It's like you're a, a fucking stranger. Oh you're yeah, like fucking my shit up, and I feel like I made a horrible decision. Yes, yes. And I don't know what's going on, but then somewhere along the lines, it was like you are my child, and I need <laughs> and to be patient, I and you. I need to learn to deal yeah. with this stuff. But also, he stopped ruining all my shit too pretty quickly. And, yeah. Um, I love him. He's my favorite creature on this planet. Nothing like a dog. Nothing like a good Nothing dog. Nothing like a good dog. Um, so that's been great. So much growth with that because it's like, I've got this other thing I need to, um, 
uh, take care of. I need to add a lot of extra things into my day that I didn't normally do before having a dog. A lot of like things to like consider, like I can't really yeah. like go out for a million hours on end. I can't just like go away for a week. I need to figure out what I'm going to have go on with my dog. Uh, it's like 29 million reminders a day, like that life isn't about you. Yeah. But, and it's also a much more diluted version of like having like a human child, but it's like, perfect about for me where I'm like I because sure. I was getting so sick of like only having me I was at it was the pandemic I was living alone I was losing my mind after a certain point and he definitely saved me it was great I love him so much I hope I can have him for a very long time he's you staring can. in my eye right now I hope we can be together forever Bobby boy um so tacos definitely one of my biggest changes over the last few years another one I also got a new job um uh, before the pandemic, everything was like boom, 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 like work and then like rehearsals right after. Um, and then the pandemic happened. Things shut down. There's a lot of extra time. So I was like, I'm going to join a different team at work and learn a new skill, which I did. And then um, I also was at this place for about five <laughs> years and I was lucky enough to get a new job somewhere else. So I jumped ship, got a very big pay raise as well. Uh, much Love bigger than I would us. have gotten at uh, my old job and um, been doing that since 2021. Uh, it's the most responsibility I've ever had at a job before. I knew it was going to be a huge undertaking because it's a very small company. They only started in 2018. I was like, holy shit, there's going to be so much responsibility, so much extra work. I'm not going to have the same resources and people that I had at my old job. Uh, and it's been a lot. It's Definitely, absolutely been a lot, but I think I've gotten a pretty good grasp on things. I think I do a very good job. Um, everyone seems to like me there, um, and I enjoy those people. Like I can tell that like they give a shit about you. Like it's that's the best. It's a smaller yeah. company. They value you more. You're a bigger fish in a smaller pond. But also, like I can just tell that they're like good, genuine people, and that's a big reason why I'll stick it out when like things get really busy and crazy. Cause it's like, I think these owners are like really decent guys and I like working for them. Love that. So that's been amazing. Uh, also incredibly stressful. It's just like nonstop sometimes right now. Um, it's just been absolutely insane, but that's okay. Uh, another thing I've been doing is just trying to embrace being uncomfortable um, I used to like run away from it anytime something's like not super coming super simple to me or whatever. I kind of avoided it. And then I was noticing a pattern where it's like my life is not going uh, in the direction I want it to be going. So obviously some things need to change. And I like did a lot of soul searching. like you avoid a lot of things that like make you uncomfortable. So like. Uh, I think getting my own house definitely was helpful that I had that before the pandemic, but like that just kind of like got the ball rolling. And then I was like, all right, let's do this like new job. That's going to be crazy. Get a dog. That's going to be a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I started uh, paying better attention to my health in the last year um, and got a trainer uh, that I worked with for six months. And that's something that I never have done before either. That was like 100% out of my comfort zone. It was so annoying to like go to the gym constantly, make videos of myself doing stuff, having to meet every fucking week and be like, this is how much I weigh and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was just like a lot, but I just kept thinking like, you got to keep doing these things because you weren't doing it for a while and your life wasn't doing what you wanted to do. Just embrace it. Yeah. And that's just been helping me, continue to like succeed um 
Uh, we, I've been doing a bunch of annoying shit with my fucking house, a bunch of annoying renovations and spending money doing all that stuff. But it's nice because uh, I prefer that over having a house that's falling apart. Right. So there's that as well. Just been embracing it. Um, And then for... Oh, and then I started seeing a therapist this last year as well. Oh, nice. Um, I started... I seen therapists uh, a couple times on and off when I was a teenager. Uh, never talked to anyone in my entire 20s, which I definitely should have. Really? Yeah, but there, that was back in the 2010s when there was a giant stigma attached to like mental yeah. health. And I was like, I can't go to therapy because that's me like admitting that there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's just admitting that you need some help. It's and yeah. it's really great. Um. I always imagine that therapy would be like me talking to them and then them being like, let me give you a million like solutions to all your problems. And that for me, it's not that it's mostly just me talking things out and for Saying some things reason, getting it, it just, out of your head. Yeah. yeah. And it just like helps me like sort things into files in my brain where it's like, okay, like that thing that fucking sucked growing up, that's completely affected certain aspects of my life. Let's just like talk about it. And it turns out that talking about things makes you feel a lot better than just bottling it up and trying to like make it go away. Cause for me personally, it doesn't go away. So no, um, I'm going to continue to do that as well. That's been great for me. Um, I've definitely noticed a lot of uh, improvements. There's definitely a lot of room for growth. I am never done trying to like improve myself or anything like that. So yeah. it's been a lot. Oh yeah. It's, it's always exhausting. nice too to also like once you say it out loud it also helps you to like rationalize it like sometimes something will make me like spiral for weeks and then i say it out loud to like a therapist and i'm like okay yeah <laughs> yeah and then sometimes i'm just like i'm having like this thing that i'm going through but i know that once i just like talk it out for a solid hour and i don't have to feel bad that i'm like hogging the room because i'm paying for it it's like i'll feel way better after that and it's yeah. great um, so that's all been awesome. That's great. Other things that I've been up to um, are uh, I done a few shows as well. I did a student sketch over at Planet Ant at the end of 2021. <laughs> that was the first show I did since the pandemic. That was great. Um, a lot of fun people in that show. Matt Penridge did a Valentine's show last year that he asked yeah. me to do. That was also a lot of fun over at Go. And then last summer. RJ wrote a sketch show with his friend Andy and um, uh, I got to be in that one as well, which is an absolute blast. Loved it. It was such a fun show, a really fun cast, very fun memories being made. Um, Yeah. It's been a lot of stuff going on in the last few years. And then back to just like the embracing being uncomfortable. I think I also got better at embracing like, yeah, there's going to be chunks of times where like there's constantly shit going on and then things are going to constantly maybe be going wrong too, but you just have to like rise above it. And I think I've been getting better at that too. Um, so like if your schedule's like absolutely insane, I've, I've just like, I learned to lean into it. It's like, okay, yeah, it sucks. It's going to be whatever. over by Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Cause it feels like drugs when it's like the end of the week and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I actually did all of the things that I was going to do. Yeah. Even though I was absolutely exhausted thinking about it Monday morning. Now it's Friday night and I'm just so proud of myself. Oh my God. When I get to a Thursday, I'm like, fuck yes. 
yes. Do you, like, and then if I and then if I have to be like social on top of it, and then I get back for that social get I'm like, I fucking did it. Yes, <laughs> I climbed the hill I built. I'm so proud of myself. Yes. Um. So yeah, that's pretty. Those are the biggest chunks of what I've been going through since 2020. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm excited to just see what we've got in store for 2024. It's going to be so great. And I am so excited to have it documented with you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I really missed the podcast. So did a lot of people. It was really nice to like hear from it. people. Like, when is that coming back? Is that coming back? And guess what, bitch? It is it's back. It's coming back. It's coming back. We've interviewed some of my favorite people so far. And we've got lists of people that we would love to interview in the future. And, yeah, this is a super fun, super fun part of my life. Yeah, I definitely missed the show. Um, it got crazy after a certain point when the pandemic hit. It was like, we need to take a breather. When we were interviewing Little Mitch in the garage. Exactly. We were trying to socially distance. Um, and then. Remember when we social distanced, guys? Oh my gosh. Masks. Ugh. Constantly wearing masks. Remember when we put food in the garage before you brought it in your home? You left it in the garage for like Remember a day. Remember when we ate in bubbles outside of restaurants? Yeah. Ugh. Those times. Do you remember when like they had a shortage of masks in the very beginning? So then we got to see everyone's makeshift like uh, protective yes, gear. Yes, my favorite is when people were like, "It's dangerous to wear a mask." Blah blah blah. And I worked in surgery at the time, and I'm like, "We sit in these masks for up to like eight hours." Yeah, put it on, Janice. Shut up. It's well, it's like annoying. It sucks. <laughs> oh yeah. So I get that, but yeah, you're like, it's not gonna kill you. Just shut yeah, up. and I also want to personally apologize to everyone listening to this episode and me coughing so much that's okay taco my dog has been barking a lot as well um so should we move on to our niche quiches yes niche quiche so let's do it okay you want to go first you want me to go first um i can go first okay so what have you been niche and quiche? So my biggest niche quiche from the last few years has been my obsession with the infamous Broadway flop that is Carrie the Musical. That was a production from 1988. So year I was born. Shout out. Hell yeah. Before I was born, which even makes it even like cooler because I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool that older shit existed before I even was like a glimmer in my mom and dad's eye. Ugh, me, that play. <laughs> yes. Um. So Carrie the Musical only played for a few previews and a few performances. And I think it like totaled up to like 16 shows on Broadway and then it closed and I can remember, so like um, when I would drive my mom's car when I was in high school, she had XM radio and there was a Broadway channel that was hosted by Seth Rudusky, who's like a huge Broadway um, like figure who hosted the show. And he would always bring it up from time to time and talk about how it was a huge flop. So in my mind, I was always just like, and I can remember being like a teenager driving the car and be like, oh my God, what a horrible idea. Like carry the musical. Like that's so stupid. And I guess they like had a bunch of technical issues because it was like, 80s and like yeah. I guess they had a huge problem with like dropping the blood and it would like fuck up the mics and stuff and I was just like oh, that's such a stupid sounding that. show like uh so in my mind I was like it's a bad show but 
all of a sudden it's the pandemic. I've got a million hours of free time. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen to and watch those old ass like bootleg recordings of Carrie the musical. Cause I had like seen some of them uh-huh. like out of context. I was like, some of it's good, some of it's bad. But then when I watched it all together, I was like, actually, um, the show is very good. Uh, like the music and the score is gorgeous. It's got beautiful music, and it was so cool because it was like a rock musical, which okay. was ahead of its time. They like those weren't a thing back yeah. in the eighties, and then also like at this time that it came out, like mega musicals were all the rage. So like Phantom of the Opera, Les Mis, these big giant cool sets and like spectacle. That was the whole thing. So then Carrie was uh, going to be a mega musical as well. And at the time it was the biggest budget musical to ever show. It was $8 million that they spent on this musical. A lot of money. So they initially did the show Usually what they do for Broadway shows, they'll do like an out of town tryout where they'll like go to like a Philadelphia or Chicago theater, like Detroit, and they'll perform for those audiences. The show that they've got, they'll um, get like reactions from those audiences and make changes to the show based off that. So like they'll like completely like remove songs, change songs, remove a whole bunch of stuff, change it up. And then it's a completely different show that ends up being on Broadway. Oh, my God. It's SNL dress rehearsal. Exactly. Um, But make it Broadway. But make it Broadway. But so they didn't do it. They did it differently. They did their quote unquote out of town tryouts in the Royal Shakespeare Theater in London. But what they were really doing was that they were just doing a London version of the show. And then they were going to transfer to Broadway. Okay. Um, and then it was also different because the cast uh, was half American and half British because it was being put up by the Royal Shakespeare Company. Um, they were using all their funding to do the show. And I guess it was like a public like tax thing, too. So like they were using all these funds. But the only way that they were agreeing because it was like Americans that were creating the show is the guys that did fame. The guys who did like the music and stuff for fame, the TV show and the musical uh, did the music for this. So they're American. They wanted Americans because it's like takes place at an American high school. But the only way that they were able to use that theater in London is if it was half British, half Americans. So that's cool, too. So then they did their premiere in London and Margaret Wright, the um, character of Carrie's mom, was played by Barbara Cook, who is this like Broadway legend who did like very wholesome shows like Oklahoma and Carousel and stuff. So she was like, used to play like the ingenue, like uh, goody, goody two shoes girl. And then it's like, now she's doing her Broadway comeback. Hasn't been on Broadway in 20 years. Now she's doing Carrie the musical. And I guess Barbara cook just fucking hated the show and she was not into it. And um, she did an okay job, but like you could just see in the videos from the London version that uh, it wasn't working. And she quit the show. And then when they came to Broadway, they had to get a new Margaret White. So they got uh, Betty Buckley, who was a huge Broadway actress. She was the original Grizabella in the original cast, <laughs> cast of Cats on Broadway. Uh, she's done a bunch of other stuff. She originally was going to be Mar- uh, Margaret White, but then the director like offended her. So she didn't do the show. And then they kind of like begged her like all these people are going to lose their jobs if you don't come and be Margaret uh, White for the Broadway show. So Betty Buckley comes in and she is a 
fucking powerhouse. Like it is insane how much the role of Margaret Wright changes. It's like really? like the physicality cuz she's also like 20 years younger than Barbara Cook, so like the physicality is like completely different. She's like bringing like an entire different um like energy to like the music and also like her voice is like this insane belting voice and it just like fit the role way better than Barbara Cook's like soprano voice. So it's actually like an amazing show. The music's great. But it was horribly directed because it was like this British director and um, all these American producers were trying to like give him tips and stuff because he did not understand like the Americana of like high school life. And so they were like, just think about like Greece. But they were referring to Greece, the musical, like the John Travolta. Oh, my God. And, uh, I remember this part now. Yes. And so they're like, just think of it like Greece. So they were trying to be like, make it look like Grease the Musical. He thought they were talking about like ancient Greece. And he was like, yeah. oh my God. And he like was like, yes, this show is a Greek tragedy, blah, blah, blah. So all of the costumes look like togas and stuff. It's nuts. And then the uh, high school scenes are just like so weird and clunky. And it just doesn't match up with like the very like dramatic scenes with Carrie at home. Like those scenes are actually like legit amazing. And then I'll be like, Oh, but now we're at the high school and it's fucking crazy. And it's like, what the fuck show am I watching? So the music's amazing, but I can see why it got taken down. Cause it was like, it was all over the place. The costumes didn't work. The, it was not the right director. So it closed down. Uh, and then it was revived again in 2012 off Broadway, but it was like a completely different show. They like got rid of a lot of songs. It's not the same like campy eighties feel anymore. Uh, but I'm obsessed with it. I've tried to get other people into it. Not a lot of people are biting, but a few have. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if I had all of the money in the world, I would produce a Broadway revival of the 1988 version with all the same music. It would take place in the eighties. Um, but I would do a much better job with picking who's directing it and who's like picking costumes and shit. Ugh. Cause everything else was amazing. They had Debbie Allen as the choreographer. She was also the choreographer on fame. She's like this huge, uh, Broadway icon as well. They had all these amazing people, but it just like fell apart. Yeah. Oh and that's my, my niche quiche, Carrie the Musical. And if anyone ever wants to talk to me about it, I will gladly. He has he has the knowledge and the I've feedback. I've got the notes. Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Mine is not as. Thank you for humoring me. <laughs> not as much as that. That was wonderful. I'm so glad. The passion you have for Carrie the Musical is lovely. Um, But my niche quiche is something I care about. Actually, I lied. And that is. Patty Mondays. And what I mean by that is Nuvere and I have a two two woman, not two man troupe called Patty and Patty. And goddamn do I love performing with Nuvere Nami. I mean, what I have been blessed to have performed with a lot of great people and everything, but there's nothing more freeing for me than performing with Nuvere. Like I know for sure She's got my back, like, no matter what. And I just trust her, trust her, trust her. And I, I like, go out there and my, it's, like, as if my eyes are closed and then they just, like, open when the when it's our turn. And then I just, like, I fly around the stage for however long we get. And it's so much fun. And luckily for us, um, Planet Ant has allowed us to have every second Monday of the month 
and, and us open for the home team. And we are also on the home team, so that's fun. And how long is that run going for? Uh, it, it'll be a total of a year, but we've already been doing it for several months. So I think at, in May we'll be rediscussing what if we're going to continue or if some other troop is going to take over or what. But it, it's been so much fun. We've absolutely had a blast every Monday. And also just Mondays in general at Planet Ant. It it's like it's like back in the old days. We're in the black we're in the black box now, the purple theater. And like the amount of like love every person in that room has is like nothing else I can explain. I loved performing at the Ant Hall, of course. It was fun. It was huge. It like fit a lot of people. If people came, you know, like all that stuff. However, from the moment I started doing this, when I stand on the stage in the black box, you feel everything I, and everyone. It is a it is a unbelievable feeling I cannot describe it's to very anyone. Intimate. It is so intimate and it's like nothing will ever be reproduced that has just happened in this room at this moment. You you literally hear people sniffle. Like it's just so incredible. So Mondays are like so fun at the uh, Planet Ant and I'm just so happy to be on the home team and I'm happy to have the run with Nuvere for Patty and Patty and I just uh, really urge people to get back to Planet Ant. We have such fun crowds though so it's not like I'm I'm begging you to come there because there's no one there. There's <laughs> lots of people there. We don't need you. But we don't we need you, you, you son of a bitches. But you will have a blast if you come. I love Planet Ant. I need to uh, start coming out on Monday nights more because so much fun. It does look like an absolute blast. Whenever yeah. I'm seeing it on social, um, I think things are slowing down more, so I'm gonna be able to make. Yeah, that. we got a great crew that's been showing up regularly, and we're going to the Traverse City uh, Improv Festival. When is that? First weekend in February. Nice. So you might hear this before then, but probably not. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're probably not. Yeah, you're probably not. <laughs> probably not. Maybe you're it after. Uh, but no, we had a good time at that festival. And yeah, just uh, support Planet Amp. It is the, it's like unlike anything else in the Detroit area. Love it. Love it. Love, love, love. Great. You know what else I love? Yes. You. I love you too. And I'm very excited that we're doing this. Again. I know. It just feels right. It does. It feels right. It feels great. And I, uh, we're back in the stew. We got two new. We got two producers, both sleeping in their blankies, and uh, we'll get some great guests coming up. You guys are gonna love this. Yes, very excited. We'll be releasing episodes every Monday, so get subscribed and get listening. Yes, get yeah. listening. All right, um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Let's sign off. Oh my God! Bye. 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 Oh, tacos. Yeah, tacos, man.